You may think knowing God sounds easy, but I tell you that by nature it is impossible. Everything about God is beyond the range of our five senses. So knowing God would be absolutely, completely, and utterly impossible unless God had made himself known. Welcome to Open the Bible with Pastor Colin Smith. I'm Steve Hiller. And Colin, I'm glad to hear you say that because honestly, I have a hard time wrapping my mind around all that God is. But thankfully, God has revealed himself to us, even all the way back in the Old Testament. Yeah, that's right. And he accommodates himself to our understanding. He speaks to us in a way that we can comprehend. Because otherwise, how would we know who he is? And how therefore could we have the joy and blessing of eternal life? So God speaks to us in terms of his hands, his feet, his shoulders, his arms. All of these are in the passage we're looking at at Deuteronomy today. It is a beautiful passage of scripture for God to hold his people in his arms, for us to rest on his shoulders. Boy, if you are jaded and struggling, today is a day where we're going to soak up from the Word of God what he is for his people and what is ours when we're in him through Jesus Christ. Well, let's get to the message. We're in Deuteronomy chapter 33 as we continue. Enjoy the blessing of God. Here is Pastor Colin. Now, the point here is simply that God speaks to us in language that we can understand. And so when Moses wants to communicate what the blessing of the eternal God actually looks like in your life today, he uses in this chapter four wonderful anthropomorphisms. And I hope you will come to love them and enjoy them as much as I do in the scriptures. Here's the first, verse three. God's hand. God's hand. Look at this. Verse 3, surely Moses says to the Lord, it is you who love the people and all the holy ones are in your hand. Here's what it means to be saved, folks. Here's why when you know the Lord, you are blessed like nobody else. When you know God, you are in his hand. When you know him, your life is not a matter of random chance. Whatever surprises, whatever disappointments are going on in your life or may come your way, you are in the hand of the living God and he cares for you. Jesus said, taking up this picture, he said, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. He says, no one shall snatch them out of my hand. There may be many failings in your Christian life. There may be many times when your faith is running incredibly low, but thank God with me today that your salvation, your security does not rest on the strength of your hand holding on to God, but it rests on the strength of God's hand holding on to you. Isn't that good news? That's security in an uncertain world. And Moses says to the people of God, you are blessed. Why? Because as someone who is saved by the Lord, your life is in his hand. And that means you are utterly secure. Then look on in verse 3. He speaks about God's feet. And here are the references to wisdom. At your feet, they all bow down. And from you, receive instruction. 
the law that Moses gave us. Now you see the point here, the people of God are coming to a great change. Moses has been with them all of their lives and he was the one who always seemed to know what to do. Moses knows what to do and now what are they going to do without Moses? And the great question surely for God's people, a question we often ask, where can we find wisdom? Who should we trust? How can we make good and wise decisions? And God's people received instruction from God himself through the law, Moses says here, that had been given by Moses. Now you see the point here. It's very wonderful. When you read the scriptures, you are sitting at the feet of God and you are listening to his voice. People all the time are asking this question, and many folks are in confusion about it. How do I hear the voice of God? How do I hear the voice of God? Here's how you hear the voice of God. See, Moses is saying, he speaks, he he gives direction. How? Through the law that he's given to Moses. When you listen to the scripture, you are hearing the voice of God, for this is the word that God himself speaks. Listen, when you have your Bible open, when you are reading the word of God, You are sitting at the feet of God. At your feet, they all bow down. And from you, they receive instruction. How the law that Moses gave us is beautiful, is wonderful. You are not left without guidance. You have a shepherd. And here's how he speaks to you. When you read the scripture, you are sitting at the feet of the Lord. And you are listening to his voice. That's why we want the word of God to be central in our worship. So that with a Bible open, we can see what God says and build our lives upon it. So you see what Moses is saying. It's building here. Oh, how blessed you are, Israel, a people saved by the Lord. You're in his hands. And you're not aimlessly drifting about in life. You're you're being taught at his feet. You have his word. And then thirdly, it gets even more beautiful God's shoulders. Will you look with me at verse 12? I love this. The beloved of the Lord will rest secure in him, for he shields them all day long, and the one the Lord loves rests between his shoulders. Boy, that is a verse to mark and highlight in your Bible. It is beautiful. You see the picture. You think about a father with his son, little boy, on his shoulders. And you can picture it. It's been a long, exhausting day of Christmas shopping. You know what that is? And here's this little lad. He's been dragged around every department store that you can imagine. And it's six o'clock in the evening. And the little lad's absolutely exhausted. And he's been crying. And he looks up at his dad with that exhausted, please help me, look in his eyes. And what does the father do? The father picks him up and sticks him on his shoulders. And there that little boy sits like a king on his father's shoulders. Now you see what this is saying. God will not leave you bedraggled and exhausted. You look back even to chapter 1 and verse 31. uh, It's so beautifully stated there, the same picture. Moses says, chapter 1, verse 31, The Lord your God carried you as a father carries his son all the way you went until you reached this place. All these years in the desert, it was God who carried you. There's a beautiful poem or perhaps a piece of prose 
that many of you will know. It's called Footprints in the Sand. Are you familiar with this? I just read that to you because it just encapsulates the beauty of the God who carries his people on his shoulders. The author Mary Stevenson writes this. One night, I dreamed that I was walking along the beach with the Lord. Many scenes of my life flashed across the sky. In each scene, I noticed that there were footprints in the sand. Sometimes there were two sets of footprints. Sometimes there was only one. This bothered me because I noticed that during the low periods of my life, when I suffered from anguish and sorrow and defeat, I could only see one set of footprints. So I said to the Lord, you promised me, Lord, that if I followed you, you would walk with me always. But I have noticed that during the most trying periods of my life, there was only one set of footprints in the sand. Why, when I needed you most, have you not been there for me? And the Lord replied, the times when you have seen only one set of footprints is when I carry You're listening to Open the Bible with Pastor Colin Smith and a message called Enjoy the Blessing of God. Now we have to pause right here, but we'll get back to the message in just a moment. So I hope you'll stay with us. Open the Bible is a listener-supported ministry. We're able to be on the station because of your generosity. And as you give a gift of any amount this month, we want to say thank you by sending you a book that Pastor Colin has picked out. It is called The Christian Manifesto, written by Alistair Begg, a book that will take you back to the teaching of Jesus, reminding us of the principles and priorities of the kingdom of God and how they're different from the values and virtues celebrated today. We'd love to send you a copy of this book as our way of saying thank you for your financial support. Give online or find out more at OpenTheBible.org. Again, that's OpenTheBible.org. Back to the message. Here's Pastor Colin. Now, are you beginning to see what the blessing of God looks like? Why Moses would say at the end of the chapter, Oh, Israel, who's like you? No one has this blessing apart from it being trusted to you. It is amazing. You are in the hands of God. And you're being taught at the feet of God. And you're being carried on the shoulders of God. And Moses isn't done because there's one more. Verse 27. And if you haven't highlighted this in your Bible, oh, this is another verse to highlight. The eternal God is your refuge. And underneath, says Moses, are the everlasting arms. Underneath. The everlasting arms. Now, anyone who has climbed a mountain knows that going up is always easier than coming down. Isn't that a principle? Uh, Going up is challenging, it's wonderful, but you have a sense of achievement on the way up. Coming down is always harder. That's when you're more likely to slip. That's when you'll get discouraged. C.H. Spurgeon says that this promise in verse 27 is for times when we face the challenge of the downward journey. Times in your life where you are brought low, and there are times in all of our lives where we are brought very, very low in one way or another. Spurgeon says it might be material. Some of us know about that. Your salary was going up. Great when it's going up. Your savings were going up. Now it's all down. And you have much less than you had before. That's not easy. It's going down. Spurgeon says it might not only be material, it might be mental. 
Is there anyone else here who has noticed memory failing or said in frustration, boy, how did that slip my mind? And you have felt that your mind is not as sharp as it used to be. It's going down. Maybe your influence, it may be your reputation. People looked up to you. You had a certain position, but you're not in that position now. People wanted your opinion, but nobody's asking your opinion now. These days are gone. Things have changed. You're no longer looked up to with the kind of respect that you were accustomed to in the past. You're going down, and going down isn't easy. So here's the promise. However far you fall, However low you come, the loving arms of God are always underneath. That's the great thing about this text. Underneath, as you're falling, underneath are the everlasting arms. And put yourself in Moses' shoes because you know what's going to happen next for him because we've already looked at chapter 34. Here's Moses. Can you imagine this? After 40 years of ministry with these people and all the frustrations he's endured, and now he's at the very verge of the promised land. And surely in his heart, there must have been the sense, oh Lord, there's so much more I want to do for you. The last chapter of the book says that his eyes were not dim and his strength was not gone. Lord, my eyes aren't dim. My strength is not gone. There's more I want to do for you. I'm so close. Why don't you let me finish what I started? Anyone here had the experience of not being allowed to finish something you started? Wishing you could? And the reality that Moses faces now is that a few hours after speaking these very words, He's going to descend into the grave. And he says, now I want you to know why you're blessed as the people of God and why I'm blessed to be one of God's people as I go down. And I'm going to be buried. Underneath are the everlasting arms. Isn't that good? Spurgeon says, underneath dying saints is the living God. Isn't that great? Underneath dying saints is the living God. And he says, I recollect, this is Spurgeon, at a funeral, when we laid the body of one of our dear, God's dear saints in the grave. You picture that at the graveside. And Spurgeon says, one of my fellow ministers prayed like this. And he quotes the prayer that the guy said by the graveside. Lord, We thank you that though our dear friend has come so low now as to be in his grave, he cannot go any lower. For underneath are the everlasting arms and in due time you will bring him up again by these everlasting arms raised to newness of life in Jesus Christ. Isn't that beautiful? Even in death. Underneath are the everlasting arms. So here's the blessing that is so rich for those who are saved by the Lord. 
Here's why Moses is saying, blessed are you, O Israel, who's like you, a people saved by the Lord. Because this is what it means to be saved by the Lord. This is what it means to know God. You're in his hands and you're at his feet and you're between his shoulders and you're on his arms. And there is no blessing. There is no richness in this world that can come close to that. Who is like you, O Israel, that you should have this blessing as yours? Now, here's the last thing today. This blessing of God, to be in his hands and at his feet and on his shoulders, between his shoulders and on his arms, this blessing of God was theirs then as it is ours now only through Jesus Christ. You see, what Jesus Christ accomplished when he came and was born into the world and then when he died and then when he rose again, what Jesus accomplished brought the blessing of God to God's people before him as much as to all of us who live after him. And you see, that is the great significance of why Moses died outside the promised land. This is of huge importance in the Bible story. Moses was the lawgiver. And the law gives you a glimpse of the promised land. The law tells you what a blessed life looks like. The problem is the law can't bring you into living that blessed life. The law gives you a glimpse of the blessing, but it cannot take you in. It gives you a glimpse of holiness. You read God's law and you say, oh, that's the kind of man I want to be, but it can't take you in. The law brought Moses. The lawgiver came to the edge of the promised land, but that's as far as the law can take you. That is why the Bible says that no one will be declared righteous in the sight of God by observing the law. We need someone better than Moses to lead us into the blessing of God. Otherwise, we will only be glimpsing it as he did from outside. And so, of course, the great question of the Bible's story is who then can bring us where Moses could not go? Who can bring us right into this blessing? Who can make all that it means to be in his hands and at his feet and on his shoulders, uh, between his shoulders and on his arms, who can make all that really ours? And John puts it this way. He says, the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And I want you to see the beauty of this in God's progressive revelation. Moses described God in human terms, hands, feet, shoulders, arms. Jesus Christ is God in the flesh, hands, feet, Shoulders, arms. The blessings, in other words, that Moses described were theirs and are ours and can be yours through Jesus Christ, who is God in the flesh. That is, God coming to actually do and accomplish for us everything that Moses described. And that is why you see the shepherds gather with Mary and Joseph at the manger And they look with wonder at these tiny hands and these tiny feet and these little shoulders and these little arms. And they bow in worship because they are looking at the hands and the feet of God. 
Roll the story forward and this child has become a man. His hands are now skilled through his work as a carpenter. His feet are worn with many, many miles of walking on dusty roads. Now look at him. His shoulders are carrying a huge beam of wood. A crowd have gathered and they're jeering and mocking. And now soldiers, they're taking nails and they are piercing the hands and the feet of God. And as they do, the arms of God are outstretched towards you. Friends, Jesus went to the cross so that the blessing of God in all its fullness that Moses described could be yours. So that your life could be in the hands of God. Not as his enemy, but as his friend. So that your life could be as one who is taught at the feet of Almighty God. So so that you, when your own strength is gone, could be carried on the shoulders of the Almighty. So that you would be forever secure in the everlasting arms. No matter how far you may fall. And to all of us who belong to this Jesus Christ today, I say in the words of Moses, blessed are you, O Israel, who is like you, a people saved by the Lord. And you know, if you've come visiting the church today, perhaps drawn by the season, drawn by the occasion, I want to say, if you don't yet know about this in your own experience, this blessing can be yours. Christ came into the world to make it yours. And here's what you can do today. You can say, Lord Jesus, today I place my life into your hands. Now be my provider. Lord Jesus, today I'm going to sit at your feet. Now be my teacher. Lord Jesus, today I find rest in your shoulders. Now be my strength. Lord Jesus, today I fall into your everlasting arms. Now be my Savior. What a great way to wrap up our time here on Open the Bible. I hope that you have come to Jesus in that way. But maybe you know that you never have but you'd like to today, or you'd like to talk with one of our staff members about what that would look like for you to come to Jesus. I hope you'll contact us here at Open the Bible. Our number is 1-877-OPEN-365. That's 1-877-673-6365. Today's message, Enjoy the Blessing of God, is part of our series, Take Two, The Power of a Fresh Start, a look at the book of Deuteronomy. And if you want to go back and listen to any of these broadcasts again, you can do that at our website. Just come to openthebible.org. There you can stream the message or download an MP3 for free. Again, that's at openthebible.org. Well, Open the Bible is able to be on the station because of your generosity. Being listener-supported, it is your financial giving that keeps this ministry strong. So thank you for supporting Open the Bible. And as you give a gift of any amount this month, we want to say thank you by sending you a book written by Alistair Begg. It is called The Christian Manifesto, and Colin, how might we benefit from reading this book? 
Well, the Christian Manifesto sets out what Jesus Christ calls us to. I mean, what are we to be in this world? What are we to promote in this world? What are we to do in this world? What are we for in this world? That's the heart of what Jesus is teaching us in the Sermon on the Mount, or in Luke's version, it's called the Sermon in the Plain. And Alistair draws out this teaching of Jesus in a wonderfully winsome and applied way. It's so practical, it's so full of grace, and it's so helpful and so encouraging. At its heart, what we're called to is a life in which we love those with whom we radically disagree, speak with gentleness and kindness at all times to all people, and to focus first on dealing with our own sins rather than with the sins of others. Now, that's very different from much of what we see around us, and yet it's the life that Jesus calls us to pursue. And in pursuing that life, Christians are going to shine like lights in the darkness that's around us. Well, we would love to send you a copy of this book, The Christian Manifesto, is our way of saying thank you for financially supporting Open the Bible this month. You can call us at one 877 Open 365. That's 1 877 673 6365. Or you can find out more or give a gift online at openthebible.org. For Pastor Colin Smith, I'm Steve Hiller. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us next time. This program is a listener supported production of Open the Bible. Imagine you had a once in a lifetime opportunity of a direct audience with God. What would you say? That's next time on Open the Bible.